0: This podcast is hosted by R-double-P.
1: The following episode contains coarse language, violent themes, sexual references, and the really creepy stuff. If you're underage, turn off your device.
0: Normal people, Esther, don't just go straight to demonic infestation like we do. Because the government
1: was also freaked out
0: about that. First. They might be dealing with a demonic possession. Meanwhile, as she's on top of him squeezing his throat, she's screaming, who sent India? And they started to move towards her really fast. What are these? Australian aliens. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back on Gemma. I'm Esther, coming from you from my living room. That's why the quality is shit. Yep, I'm actually doing this in my uh, dining room today. Interesting concept. We've never done this before. You've got the beautiful equipment. I've got my
1: iPhone 11 microphone. Yep,
0: so we're going back to, uh, because we're back in lockdown. Uh, We're in stage four lockdown here in Melbourne and uh, we can't get together in the studio, which uh, sucks. Yeah, it's shit. I mean,
1: I've got my cat next to me and I've got the fire going. and
0: Yeah, that's a cool thing about it. I've got my cats around and my dog is, like, sitting next to me and stuff. That's, that's one cool thing about it.
1: Yeah, it's probably the only plus. Mm. And I'm not wearing any pants, so. Cool.
0: I couldn't do that. <laughs> anyway, you guys, you are I, tuning into I my fridge is haunted, haunted. Uh, podcast. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, season three, uh, season three episode, episode five. five. Woo! Woo! Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us uh, in yeah. these crazy, crazy times. And we hope everybody's doing well. Um, we've just been talking about artists, like um, have going through a tough time, going through a challenging time with COVID and, uh, you know, wondering when am I going to perform next and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's really,
1: really hard and it's hard to –
0: find motivation and
1: like I know what I'm what I'm experiencing and I'm sure other people are is you 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 think of a cool concept to do to perform Mm -hmm. and you plan it you plan the costume and you get really excited but then you just think when am I going to be able to perform this yeah am I going to is it going to be so hard to get gigs in the future now because everyone will be fighting for shows like what venues have Will be permanently closed. What artists are going to be booked? It's really scary.
0: But at the Um, same time, like as a person that loves going to shows to watch shows, you know, there's going to be a lot of shows because people want to go see, you know, live acts. People want to see drag. They want to see burlesque. They want to see live music. I
1: hope so. Mm. It's really scary, um, but uh, I think isolation and COVID is showing. Um, people's true colors and we can see I guess who's gonna hang in there Mm -hmm, unfortunately mm -hmm. sad. I've come real close to quitting over the past few weeks like Jesus it's really tough I think a lot of people would be pretty
0: disappointed and sad if you quit because uh they they love the Esther clown look (laughs) well I'm glad I hope so (laughs) And um, thanks,
1: everyone, for tuning in to our live stream
0: on oh, Saturday yeah. night. Oh, yeah. Thank you so that much, so everyone. Awesome. It was so fun. I know this episode is not going to actually go out until 10 days or 12 days from now, but we just did a live stream. We did our very first live stream on Instagram on Saturday night, just gone, and it was so fun. We did the entire hour that we're allowed to do. Yeah. We looked at uh 10 weird news items from around the world. We yep. chatted about some local haunted houses yep. or houses that look haunted anyway or creepy houses. And um yep. yeah, we just got to chat with the listeners and it was it w- was, great. was awesome. And- we love you
1: guys. And I wanna clarify one thing. Yeah. The penis arm story Okay. <laughs> hey. For those of you who didn't tune in, I spoke about a man in England whose penis fell off due to, like, a very bad blood infection, right? And the doctors, re they, they made a new penis on his arm. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to clarify that that penis wasn't, it, it's not going to stay there permanently. That's how they grow new <laughs> limbs and shit. Because people were messaging me being like, how are they going to have sex? How is he gonna pee? <laughs> I just want to let you know that uh, they'll that attach they, it when it's grown, um, and put it back where it belongs. Yeah, but that's you see, people with like um, they they grow toes and yes. other fingers and shit, and arms and on your butt. I'm pretty sure your butt is like a a good place to grow shit too. <laughs> just, I don't know, but um. <laughs>
0: Um, I saw it on the there's – there's an old – well, not an old show. It's a couple of years old now. Oh, it's called The Nick. It was about a hospital and it had this chick on in one episode and she'd lost her nose to, I think, syphilis. And they were yeah. growing her nose from – they were using the blood flow from her upper arm. To grow a right. new nose, so she had to literally walk around for like months with, the nose, with um, her nose attached to her arm, like her arm going over her head, and they use that that blood flow uh, to grow it back. Uh, and I think that this is something crazy. that actually happened in history. It's a no. It's a real, real thing. It's and a real I guess thing. it's happening now because yeah. Just, look, using if you got the body to heal the infection. body. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Right. Facts from the freezer. Facts from the freezer. (laughs) Um. Okay. What have you got? Sloths or sloths. Love sloths. They they shimmy their
1: way down the tree to the base to do poo poos. And they do a. They, it's like pole dancing. They'll hold the base of the tree and they'll do they'll do like a little slow jiggle with their butts as they poo.
0: Hang on, so they're not just like a bird who'll just do it from the top of the tree. Doesn't matter who it lands no, on. Odd, no. So um, they are they actually will
1: slowly shimmy down the tree to the base, so they're on the ground, and then they do like this this
0: wobble dance. Yeah, that's so and considerate. They it out. That's so considerate of them to. It's, so cute. That's so sweet. Is there a video? Oh, yeah. I'm going to look it up later. Put it
1: on Instagram.
0: Sloths are amazing. Sloths are, <laughs> a world for a sloth would be a better place. They've got little smiley, cute faces. Yeah. Um, your- so check this out. Um, all the ants on Earth weigh as much as all of the humans on Earth. Because Whoa. there are 10 quadrillion ants on Earth. Um, talking about ants, are you a member of that Facebook group? Yes, you added me. That one yes, where we pretend is. that we're a, a, what do you call it? A flock of ants? Um, den a den of ants? Yeah, a, a
1: Facebook group where we all pretend to be ants in an ant colony. Ant colony. <laughs> and
0: it's, everyone's it's like,
1: one. has anyone seen the queen? No, I've yeah, never and, seen her. One kind of the original ants. But now it's it's so huge. Like it made the news. Really? All the, oh yeah! It's in Guinness World Book of Records. Everything. What? But I'm one of the OGs, and originally <laughs> you only there were only four things you could ever write in that group, and it was bite, dig, lift, and for the queen. Right? Yeah. And had to write it in capitals with a space between each letter, and that's all you could ever write. But all these new
0: people are writing different shit, and they don't, really—they don't—they're they're, not—they're come latelys, and they're not going by the rules. Yeah, and they're just writing their
1: own shit. Bastards. And I want to tell any, everyone who's a member of the Ant Group: stick to the rules, please. Because we're watching and ants will take over
0: eventually. There's a lot of us. (laughs) I have to revisit that group. I haven't, I used to take part, but I haven't in a long time. Oh, I I just love seeing people you haven't spoken
1: to in years that you're friends on Facebook with.
0: Like, you're an an ant now. Like, bite. And you're
1: like, yeah, you're fucking.
0: (laughs) So good. Um, I also wanted to say I went to the Mothman website. You know, the Mothman Museum. Yeah, they do have. Could you mugs. Buy a mug? No, I haven't yet, but I will. Um, <laughs> okay. Because I, I was like, awesome. I went through their, I th- went through their on online shop, and I was like, oh, and they've got little plushies of Mothman. What's They're like? so cute. There's a bunch Ooh. of stuff I want. Like, if we ever go to Point Pleasant, I'm just gonna spend all my, all my traveling money, at the Mothman Museum. Can't we
1: just buy? We'll just do it now. We'll just order shit now.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I'm kind of one of those annoying people. I'm like, no, I have to do it in person, but I'll, I'll probably just end up doing it on the online shop. Yeah, I mean, oh. if we ever are overseas again. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully one day we'll be able to visit Point Pleasant together. Um, yeah. Did you see the, the Mothman cam? No. So on the website, there's this – I think it's called Mothman cam or Mothcam – and you go, and it's a, a twenty four hour live stream on YouTube of the Mothman statue. What? And it's actually really creepy. And you, the point what? of it is that because they get so many visitors of people taking selfies with the Mothman, you know, statue and that kind of thing. But when I looked at it, it was like dark and kind of like, you know. And, and so he's just standing there in the dark, and it's quite creepy. That's awesome! Yeah, I like that. That was cool. Awesome. And there was quite a few people also watching as well. It was like a hundred other people things. are watching this. <laughs> watching it. Nothing
1: was happening. Yeah. Like, I was doing a um. I'm doing a current. I'm doing a essay at the moment for uni on Paul Denyer. Mm, how's it going? Uh yeah, it's kind of hard, man. Yeah. I think he. I think Paul Denyer is a piece of shit. So writing about them, Um, I can't stand, but it's serial killer, so I'm all for it. But um, yeah, I went on this website trying to look up shit about him, and I'd seen that specifically Paul Denyer. 12 other people were reading about him around the world.
0: I thought that was so random. Interesting. Interesting. So random. I mean, especially since, like, you know, no one outside of Victoria knows Frankston. Well, that's it, and that's yeah, that's the thing. Like to like, us, it's like one of our huge for us. major local towns. But, like, who else knows about Frankston? No one. No one else
1: really knows about him. So I, that's why I thought it was really odd that there were <clears throat> 12 other people reading that article at the same time. Yeah. But it was weird. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Who wants to go first? Should we tell some stories? Yeah. Yes, um, please. Mine's quite a sad one. Do you want me to go first? Because then we can get yeah. this sort of the depressingness out of the way. Yeah. Okay. So, here we go. I am going to tell you about the Bethnal Green disaster. The what? Bethnal Green disaster. So um, okay, I have So we're going to go back in time to World War II and we're in London, and we're going to Bethnal Green, which is on the in the East End. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you who used to live in Bethnal Green and I visited in there once was, do you remember Greg who came on our compression session and told the Gre- story about the tap dancing ghost? I love Greg. Yeah, he yep. used to live in Bethnal Green. So I've, wow. I've been to this location where exactly, I've probably been to this exact location where this happened, but I didn't actually know about this. Um, and it was my friend Camille who lives in Frankston, oddly enough, and I was having coffee at her house and she's, she said, oh, for your podcast, you might want to look into this, this thing that happened, and she told me all about it. I was like, what the hell? This is crazy. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I looked into it and I did some research, so I'm going to tell you today. So the Bethnal Green Tube Station was built in 1939 as an extension to the Central Line, which is one of the main – train lines that goes around London. Yep. During the London Blitz of 1940 and 1941, air raids by the German Luftwaffe caused thousands of people to take shelter in the tube stations, and they'd sometimes have to stay there all night. Jesus. So in the beginning of the war, sheltering in the tube tunnels was actually not allowed According to the uh, official government policy announced in 1939, just days mm. after the war broke out, so they knew I that wonder why it wasn't allowed. Sorry, I
1: wonder why it wasn't allowed. Maybe for blocking of
0: well the of, reasons. The reasons that they gave were the spread of disease. People might fall onto the tracks. Mm. And that people might, and yeah, and people might also try to live permanently underground, which is a little weird, I guess. But at this point, I'd do it honestly if you didn't have a box shelter in your backyard 100%. Yeah, and they were really promoting these kind of like do it yourself shelters that you could put, like, you know, on your property. Um, But they just weren't as robust as the underground stations and people were like, well, you know what, why don't we just all go to our local station? Everyone's got one within walking distance in central London. Um, Yeah. We'll just stay there for the night. Like why should we have to build a whole one ourselves? So the government promised the people of London that they were working on amazing new shelters that would be done soon. But during the bombing of London in September, 1940, People just started going down to the tube stations, even though they were told not to. Mm. And apparently um, so many people were doing it, the government just couldn't stop them. No. Yeah. So the city of London originally planned to have 10 deep level air raid shelters built underneath the tube stations around London. And they were going to house up to 10,000 people each.
1: Wow. So they were going
0: to be actually deeper than the actual train stations already were underground. They should. I think they should do that in every city, even nowadays. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah, possibly.
1: Surely they should do that. Yeah.
0: And there's pictures of them. They've got like just rows and rows of bunks, like just wooden bunk beds and stuff. Wow. Um, so, however, only eight of these um, deep level air raid shelters were built and even then only five were open to the public. And that wasn't until 1944. That was like three years after the main blitz ended. So it was like, what's the point now? Yeah. So what was it like when an air raid was on its way? Apparently when the air raid siren came on, there would be a pause followed by the sound of plane engines And then people would start to hear the whistling sounds of bombs being dropped on the city. That's scary. Super scary. And this was happening like every night for seven months. Fuck out. And also with no Facebook, no internet, like they could go for months without knowing like, you know. If your family's dead. Yeah, exactly. Like say I lived like south of the river. You live north of the river. We could go literally months without knowing if each other was actually okay. Totally. Totally. Terrifying. So oftentimes people would already be safe in the underground tunnels because they they would line up during the afternoon to go into the tunnels and the tunnels would open at 4pm in anticipation of the evening raids, which is in itself really sad. During the Blitz, this was almost every single night. So your usual day would be like, right, it's like three o'clock, whatever. Grab a blanket, grab a pillow, get your keep cup Mm. (laughs) and a book, and um, we'll yeah, and we'll go line up, and then at four o'clock we'll all go down into the you know into the tube station. So people would take like their knitting and snacks and blah 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 blah, and they take their whole family down. So after Mm. 1941, the Blitz ended when Germany and Italy started to turn their attacks elsewhere. So people didn't really need to go down to the tubes as much um, anymore. However, on the 3rd of March 1943, the British media reported a heavy air raid on Germany a couple of nights before on the 1st of March. So the British yep. and the U.S forces had struck Berlin in a 30-minute raid, and it was actually one of the uh, it was actually the heaviest single air raid on Berlin, with hundreds of people dying. Um, apparently, it was somewhere between 400 and 800 people died. So in retaliation, people were expecting, OK, we've attacked Berlin. they're going to be coming yeah. for us. The air raid, yeah, that's- yeah exactly. Sounds so bad. So if that happened on the 1st of March, it's now the 3rd of March. So that night the air raid sirens sounded at 8.17pm or 8.13pm, depending on which source you look at, but most of them say 817 And it okay. was a dark, rainy night. When they were expecting a raid, people would hang out near the tube station, having a chat, drinking tea and smoking. So this is what was happening this one night at Bethnal Green Station. And I guess the old 4pm set up your spot on the platform routine of 1941 was kind of out of practice. So they must have just decided to wait around outside the station and see if there was going to be an air raid, see if the siren was going Mm -hmm. to go. When they heard the air raid siren, more people turned up from neighbouring houses, cinemas and pubs. In addition to these people heading for the tube station, three buses just turned up and people were getting off the bus. So the drivers had actually been instructed to drop people off at the nearest shelters when there was an air raid warning. Mm -hmm. So three buses turn up. And so we've got a lot of people just walking towards the station All at once.
1: God, don't tell me they're all bombed or something.
0: Well, no. Uh, So usually during a blitz, a couple of years before, there were police officers stationed outside large shelter areas. But because of there had been so many men conscripted to go to war over the last couple of years, there was a shortage of police officers. Plus, there hadn't been that many raids recently, so they just didn't bother to post anyone to look after the entrance to Bethnal Green Tube Station. Mm. The other thing to note about the atmosphere that night was that it was really dark. Even though the blitz had ended, there were still blackout rules in place, which went on for six years. Wow. The top staircase of the station, which had 19 steps, was lit only by one really low wattage light globe and it had actually been painted black. So what? it was really dark. So the staircase apparently led to a landing down in the, the station and then it turned right. And then there's seven more steps going down to the station where you buy your ticket. Yeah. People are heading towards the station steps Keep in mind it's slippery, it's raining. And they started to hear what they thought were bombs coming down and they start to panic and they all rush forward. Mm. And what they were actually hearing was um, anti-aircraft rockets being tested nearby secretly in Victoria Park, which is like a suburb over. Yep. The authorities had thought that the secret testing would cause people to go calmly into the shelters like they used to during the raids, but people were out of practice and they just freaked out. Well, you would. Yeah. Well, you would. I think that's a
1: really irresponsible thing to be practicing at that time. Yeah, like
0: like you've had 18 months of, you know, I wouldn't say peace, but not getting bombed every single night. People are and people have probably got PTSD anyway. Totally, and they're
1: terrified, it was, yeah. and it's it's terrifying, 100%. So, And once one person
0: runs, then another person runs, and then it's like a fucking dominoes effect. And it's dark, it's wet. <clears throat> it's just, yeah, it's just a disaster waiting to happen. So it's worth letting you know at this point that also on this flight of stairs, there was no central handrails, and the steps weren't marked with any, like, paint or anything like that, so you couldn't, really decipher one step from another. Um, Two years before, the local council had actually inquired as to whether they could make safety alterations to the entrance, but the government would not grant them the funds to do so. So as all these people start to hurry down the stairs to take shelter, a woman with a child falls over right near the bottom of the steps.
1: Oh, God.
0: And there was an old man walking really close behind her, and he falls on top of her. Then just it just starts this whole domino effect just a mass of people just start falling and crushing each other on the steps there was almost 300 people in this huge crush and the pressure on their chests with having people on top of them was so heavy that many of them just started losing consciousness in just a few seconds some people managed to get free and people, witnessed the desi- people who were witnessing the disaster started to try to help the people stuck in the top part of the staircase. Some of the people they pulled out were injured, but some were already dead. It was so yeah. dark and wet that they really had trouble getting people out. And it actually took three hours for them to get everybody out, including those that had died. It was then that the enormity of the accident started to be interpreted in real numbers. Most of the victims were women and children. 84 women lost their lives, 62 children what? and 27 men. So it was, it actually killed 173 people. What? Yep. And uh, about 90 people went to hospital with injuries. But... Some of the injured went to hospital that night and some were so frantic looking for loved ones that they didn't actually Mm. make it to hospital for days later.
1: How sad.
0: So this is what happened next. The rest of London and the UK didn't actually hear that there was an accident at Bethnal Green for another couple of days. And even then, the details were a little sketchy. Some people heard that the station had been hit by an enemy aircraft but there turned out not to be any raids that night after the siren. The government, including Winston Churchill, wanted to cover up the tragedy. They didn't want to lower morale within the British people because they thought it would damage the war effort. And they also didn't want the enemy to find out what had happened and provoke surprise attacks which may have similar results. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. You don't want people to panic. Yeah, yeah. Which I kind of get where they're coming from, because it really could. But then have...
1: again, it can go two ways. Like you don't want to provoke mass panic, but then again, you don't want to you don't want to withhold information.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: The community, like it's it's I I think it's the same as the coronavirus.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the results of the official investigation on the tragedy were not released until 1946, so three years later. Whoa. Um, however, during the war, government officials denied that there was ever a panic that caused caused any accident. Apparently, a metropolitan magistrate called Lawrence Rivers Dunn wrote a secret report saying that Bethnal Green Council had told London London Civil Defence in 1941 that the staircase needed a crush barrier to help slow down crowds of people rushing down the stairs, but the council was told it would be a waste of money. Um, It's also worth mentioning that after the accident, council members were abused and spat at in the streets and some had to move away for their own health.
1: Oh. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, it's bad. Families claimed damages, and over the next decade, payouts were made of just under £60,000. So in today's money, um, it's £2 million. Um, that's £3.5 in Australian and £2.4 in US money. Right. But the money would not erase the memory of what had happened. No way. Some people who had escaped the crush never spoke of it for the rest of their lives. Such was Mm. their trauma. After the incident, journalists couldn't get anyone to talk about it. So they tried to bribe little kids, but their families told them not to speak to anyone. Yep. The Bethnal Green disaster is known to be the largest single loss of civilian life in the UK in the Second World War, and it was also the largest loss of life in a single incident on the London Underground.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. After the So de- have
1: you been in the actual tunnel?
0: Yeah, I've I've taken the train through that station. I've I've probably I've been on those steps probably, and I just didn't know about That's this. Crazy. There was no like clock or anything they put up or anything? I'll tell you in a moment
1: because
0: I was there like over 10 years ago. It was like a really long time ago. So there was nothing there at the time. So after the disaster, safety improvements were implemented in the underground that are still used in the modern stations, such as adequate lighting, handrails and communication methods for staff and police to contact each other. After years of not acknowledging this huge disaster, the Bethnal Green Memorial Project was established to research and catalog details of the incident, including interviews from survivors. It was hun- it was funded by the Heritage Lottery Fund and the University of East London. So there was a plaque put on the staircase at the station in 1993 acknowledging the t- the tragedy. But in 2017, a proper memorial was created outside the station by the Stairway to Heaven Memorial Trust. And it was designed by local architects, um, Harry Patakis and Jens Borstelman. It looks like an underground staircase made of wood. And it's got all the names of the people who died carved into the sides. And the top has 173 holes that light can come through representing each person. Um, which I can send you a picture of. Yes, please. And they can also, they can light it up as well and they can have projections on it of um, the survivors, photos of the survivors. Oh, wow. Huge. Yeah. Jesus. It's pretty hard to miss. So that's the story of the Bethnal Green tube station tragedy. Oh, that's really heavy. Yeah, which I just... Never knew about until my friend Camille told me about it. It's tr- it's Never knew about it either. Crazy, crazy story.
1: That's fucked up. <laughs> uh, my story's a bit, a bit weird. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm I so ready.
1: Was, I'm, I'm ready for weird. <laughs> so my story today is mm-hmm. about a book called The Vitology. Vitology.
0: What, like the Pearl Jam album, Vitology? Yes, yeah, Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, but is this called the Vitology? Called Vitology. Oh right, I haven't heard yeah. of it. So Pearl Jam
1: used the the cover of the book as their album cover. Really? Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Wow. And that's the book I'm going to be talking about. So um, it was first published in 1899 and then and updated in 1930. It's by a guy called E. H. Ruddock. Mm -hmm. And basically I was sitting in my dad's living room the other day and he said, Et, have you? Have you read this book? And he pulls out this—it's—it's it's the size of a shoebox. It's huge. Yeah. Super, super old. Like he's got an original. Whoa. And apparently, it it has—it's—it's it's a book that has every everything you need to know back in the '30s um, about medical conditions and um, mental health conditions oh, and wow. remedies, food and it it's got everything dude like
0: this should be interesting this book
1: is in this book and it is horrendously backwards and oh, wow. i i chose to read the a section that um was so appalling <laughs> and kind of funny at the same time i thought it was really important to read no this one i'm going to be reading about um masturbation woohoo <laughs>
0: okay so give me some give me some 19th century medical wisdom yep
1: so guys if you're worried about masturbation during isolation then um i'm going to spill some hard facts at you and by facts i'm putting that in (laughs) a little little quotation mark
0: because (laughs) these are definitely not facts that you should listen to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not like facts from the freezer. You should definitely listen to those. Definitely listen to our facts from the freezer. Cue our little theme song for that. <laughs> these um,
1: you should not listen to, but these uh, these rules were in every household, <laughs> basically around America and Australia and England. And this is probably why I'm, uh, Mental institutions were so overcrowded. Okay. So okay.
0: I'm, I'm really looking days, forward to. The- I'm really looking forward to when you um talk about when cocaine was added to everything, which um, I hope is in your story because I always find that fascinating. Wait, hurricane? Cocaine? 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 You know, like drink, <laughs> drink cocaine. Oh to yeah. To feel great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't think there's
1: I don't think there's cocaine in, in this story, but there's I'm sure there's other fun there's, stuff. There's other there's a lot of fun stuff in this. <laughs> masturbation. This is on page eight hundred and sixty two under the chapter masturbation. <laughs> Jeez, that's a long book. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes boys and young men attempted to abuse their sexual organs. <laughs> if- <laughs> Okay, yeah. If one, because of ignorance or weakness, makes this a practice, he runs the risk of missing the vigor he might otherwise achieve. Other serious effects are the weakening of the willpower and the loss of
0: self-respect. Right. Why is this in a medical book? This sounds like more more of a... You know, more religious. Be, yeah, bullshit. like like yeah. a yeah yeah how how to be a respectful person or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a medical book.
1: If a boy or man who abuses himself stops immediately, once and for always, nature comes to his rescue and aids him in recovering self-respect, courage, and vigor of mind and body. The hell! He can generally recover from any loss he may have suffered by a healthy out-of-door life with abundant exercise. Um, To continue this habit will cause epilepsy, softening of the brain, insanity, and moral imbecility.
0: (laughs) So, guys, if you're masturbating, stop it. I just don't get why this is in a a medical book. It's so dumb. (laughs) It gets worse. (laughs) It makes the victim selfish, mean,
1: and contemplatable in his whole physical appearance. Okay. If he persists in the demoralizing habit, he will have to be put in a straitjacket with his hands tied behind his back to prevent the inevitable result, which will speedily be insanity and death.
0: And death? <laughs>
1: You will die if you touch your penis or vagina. Right. Yep. Okay. The writer has visited many insane asylums throughout the United States and found out that the wardens found out from the wardens that a majority of the inmates were there from the debasing vice. Many young men will laugh at this advice and warning now, but when older will mourn and regret their early indiscretions. So, guys, you're laughing now, haha, but
0: you're going <laughs> When till you're I'm... dead, you will regret it. Yeah, yeah, when your moral imbecility has been exposed. <laughs> we all know you're masturbating. Ah. Okay. <laughs>
1: <sighs> when this vile and debasing habit begins to show its effects upon the boy or young man, it, is not, only, it not only destroys his health, but the mind and character. It affects his honor, ambition, energy, manhood, honesty, and veracity to such an extent that he cannot be relied upon, often complains of headache, gets weary at any exercise, has pain in his back, has cold, clammy hands, poor appetite, losing flesh, has poor digestion, heart becomes weak and palpitates. Cannot sit erect and becomes flat chested. The lustre of his eyes fade and he becomes pale. Inability to study, nervous, bashful, timid, and often found alone. Inclination to shun society and sometimes the face is covered with blotches and pimples.
0: <laughs> I want to know what what is their study group. I mean, is it just one Sounds person? Like Yeah, exactly. It just sounds like a normal teenage boy. (laughs) It sounds like anyone. I Uh, I feel like a priest wrote
1: this. It's very disturbing, Uh, but it is
0: entertaining. It is entertaining. It it really is.
1: My goodness. Okay. The foreskin of the sex organ should be in such a condition that one can draw it back when bathing and wash it clean. This will prevent the accumulation of an irritating, it- cheesy Don't substance. Say it. no, if-, <laughs> if the condition of the organ prevents it thus being kept clean, circumcision may be resorted to upon the advice of the family physician. The You should not worry if the sex organ becomes hard and erect at times. If he is wise, he will pay no attention to it. So,
0: okay. If I, you I get
1: an like erection,
0: pay no ignore attention. it. Ignore. <laughs> just ignore it.
1: You will die. Okay. I have so if many. If you touch it, you will die, have... or your skin
0: will fall off. I have a question, but I I want. I think I'll leave it till later, just in case you address it. Okay. All right. Remember it though. Okay. I I am the
1: um, I am the all-knowing Noah of this topic. Yeah. <laughs> of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> this this. Subchapter is called self-pollution. Okay. There are various names given to the unnatural and degrading vice of producing venereal excitement by the hand or other means, generally resulting in a discharge of semen in the male and the corresponding emission in the female. Are we still on the
0: masturbation chapter? Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> They have a lot to say. They have a lot to say. <laughs> they okay, paid un- for this.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, it is a vice by no means uncommon among the youth of both, both sexes mm-hmm. and is frequently continued into riper years. Wow. Okay. These are the symptoms. We've got symptoms. The following are some of the symptoms of those who are addicted to the habit. Inclination to shun company or society, frequently being missed from the company of the family or others with whom he or she is associated, becoming timid and bashful and shunning the society of the opposite sex. The face is apt to be pale and often a bluish or purplish under the eyes, while the eyes themselves look dull and languid, and the edges of the eyelids often become red or sore. The person cannot look away, look anyone steadily in the face, but will drop the eyes or turn away from your gaze as if guilty of something mean. The health soon becomes noticeably impaired. There will be general debility, a slowness of growth, weakness in the lower limbs. Nervousness and unsteadiness of the hands, loss of memory, forgetfulness and inability to study or learn, a restless disposition, weak eyes and loss of sight, headache and inability to sleep or wakefulness. Next come sore eyes, blindness, stupidity, Stupidity. consumption, spinal affection, emaciation, involuntary, seminal emissions, loss of all energy or spirit, insanity, and idiocy, idiocy, the hopeless ruin of both body and mind, these latter results do not always follow, yet they or some of them do often occur as the direct consequences of the habit. Few, perhaps ever think or even know how many of the unfortunate inmates of our lunatic asylums have been sent there by this dreadful vice. Were the whole truth upon this subject known, it would alarm parents as well as the guilty victims of the vice more even than dread of the cholera or smallpox. Oh, it's much
0: worse than cholera.
1: Definitely. Okay, (laughs) now this this is how you prevent people from masturbating. okay. When the parents are satisfied that their child is indulging in this habit, take immediate measures to break it up. It is a delicate matter for parents, especially for a father, to speak to his son about. It is different with the mother. She can more readily speak to a daughter upon subjects of that nature and, if guilty, portray to her the danger, the evil consequences that ruin which must result in the habit. It is not at once and forever abandoned. If persuasion and instruction will not do, other measures, such as will prove efficient, must be resorted to. In case of a son, perhaps the better way will be for the services of the family physician to be engaged. He can portray to the misguided young man the horrors and evils of the habit in their bearing, and his caution and advice will have weight. Okay. okay. How to detect and prevent the secret buy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, just, Examin- I'm just, I'm just offended that there's so many people like you know in a mental ins- asylum for this on taxpayers' dollars. That's what I'm saying, man. Just who just is don't paying do it? for this? You have sex, you will die.
1: What's that quote in Mean Girl? Just don't have sex. <laughs> Don't get pregnant, because you'll die. (laughs) Examination of the linen is usually conclusive evidence in the area of boys. (laughs) The genital organs, too, receive an undue share of attention. The patient should be constantly watched during the day until he falls asleep at night and be required to arise directly he wakes in the morning. In confirmed cases, the night dress should be so arranged that the hands cannot touch the genital organs. How does that work? Uh, I guess you tie their hands to their head or something. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Under no circumstances should nurses ever be permitted unnecessarily to handle or expose the genital organs of children, and children should be taught at the very earliest period that it is immodest and even wrong to handle the part. Okay, so they've got one thing right. Don't let adults touch genitals of children. Yeah, But I think that's the only thing that is correct in this. I
0: don't know. This just seems so weird to be in a medical journal. It just seems like... Yeah, man. Such... This is intense. Yeah, it, it's more like like a religious rule book.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. And
0: dare I say, fake news. Fake <laughs>
1: when at school as well as at home every boy should have a separate bed the neglect of this important advice is a frequent cause of bed bad habits and being taught and practiced in addition to a separate bed he should be able to dress and undress apart from the observation of others one of the few articles necessary in the sleeping room is a sponge bath. This, with a good-sized piece of honeycomb sponge and a large towel or sheet, complete the outfit. The regular daily use of the sponge bath conduces greatly to the cure and prevention of self-abuse. The two free use of meat, highly seasoned dishes, coffee, wine, late suppers, etc., Strongly tend to excite animal propensities. This all dire- seems like
0: a lot of work. I mean, oh, totally. I feel like with there's dire- bigger problems to deal life. with in the world.
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely bigger issues going on on the planet.
0: Like definitely, a, like
1: cholera. <laughs> yeah, um, AIDS. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> a terrible evil. In the city of Chicago, in one school, an investigation proved that over 60 children under 13 years of age were habitually practicing this degrading, health and life destroying habit. Mm-hmm. While among the older ones, the habit was even worse. Oh, no, not, not
0: worse.
1: <laughs> in a country school in Black Hawk Co., Iowa, one bad boy secretly taught all the rest. Until the entire school practices this private vice during the noon hour when
0: the teacher was away. The time before Netflix.
1: In New Orleans, nearly all the pupils in a large female boarding school were practicing this horrible vice and the scandal of this fearful discovery is not yet forgotten. <laughs> Worth Clearly the foregoing article on self abuse should be in the hands of every young person as it would be in the means of saving many bright intellects from becoming stupid or imbeciles or lunatics or from filling premature grades and be worth to them more than Aster's millions.
0: <laughs> My goodness. So dramatic. It's the drama. The drama, mama. <sighs> <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. I'm still worried my about about the taxpayers part. money
1: going into all this. This is my favorite part. They've printed a photo of a man called D. S. Burton, right? Yep. And so it's and he's a well to do looking gentleman. He's suited up. He's handsome. His hair's clean. His face is spotless. He's D- got D-ber. a tight he's looking good, right? And the art of, and the, the the thing on the bottom says the above is an illustration of D.S. Burton of Harris' place before the habits of secret vice had begun to tell on him. <laughs> the illustration on the following page shows the same young man three years later. Oh, taken it's like before it becomes,
0: crack and after crack
1: photos. Yes, yes. <laughs> taken when he had become a victim of the vice. And then the next photo, he's got, uh, they've drawn on the suit so it's not his original suit. They've painted over his body for some reason. Is it a photo um, or an illustration? It's a photo, but they've drawn over the next photo to make it look like he's munted. <laughs> he's got bags under his <laughs> eyes. He's, he looks like he's been beaten up. He's got like a black eye, Um, <laughs> his neck baggy. And the, the little thing underneath says, the doctor's opinion was, quote, If this young man escapes the asylum, he and his parents will be fortunate. The illustrations in this volume will save many a young man from swelling the list of the unfortunate that are in the asylums all over the country. And I'm going to send you the photo right now.
0: I can't believe this. It's like the original before and after mess. I just love it so much. Oh my God. Yeah, so see in the second picture, it looks like they've just painted over the top of the yeah, actual. Yeah, it just looks like exhibit, someone but, has literally just kind of like gone with a pen and just written, gone, yeah, put some wrinkles. He's got bags under his eyes. It looks like he's been punched in the side of the face. Yeah. He's um, aged. Thick he eyebrows, looks older. You know? Yeah. His neck's all baggy. Yes. Wow. He
1: is a Yeah, they've really munted him up. Wow. But the funniest thing about this, personally to me, about this book was it's been in my family history for a long time, right? So my nonna, I think her parents had it and then she made my dad read it and then <laughs> my dad made me read it. But out of the entire book, this masturbation section has been ripped out and crumpled and bent, and you can tell that it's been the one section in the book that everyone's
0: been reading. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) The legacy. The legacy remains. The legacy. (laughs) Goes on.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was great. It's, my fa- it's one of my favorite things I've read in a while. I just As soon as I saw it, I'm like, I need to do a, a podcast on this. <laughs> Vitality. And there's, there's more chapters. I'll be doing more in the future. There's one on, like, marriage and females and males and real sexist, good old sexist bullshit.
0: But this is what – this doesn't sound very medical. This just kind of, like, sounds like a book on morality or – Oh, it's, dude, it's got everything. This book is so incredible that How many- there's
1: section, there's chapters where you can pull out, like, the anatomy of people. They've got these little bodies oh, made wow. of paper that have tabs, and you can stretch it out, and it shows all the organs and Holy all the, the skeletal system. It's, it's really amazing, but it's so backwards. So backwards, yeah. And people... Believed one hundred percent in it. That this is the scary thing. Like this was in everyone's house. It was people would fault would open it up when they're like, oh, this kid's got a rash. What is this rash? Oh fuck, he's masturbating. Oh my god, <laughs> masturbating. He's gonna his brain's gonna go soft. Like if that if this author saw our current climate climate and saw how many people were like.
0: He'd have had a stroke in he'd, he'd,
1: he'd like they're all
0: masturbating. Let's take him down to, uh, you know, Frankston Main Street Station, you know, and <laughs> and just like he'd, he'd 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 pass out.
1: I. You know what? I would love to take him to an adult shop, <laughs> and be like, this shop is specifically for masturbating. Specifically, you can buy
0: everything. For sex and masturbating. So this is my question. So yeah. why oh, is yeah. I don't understand why this was this book American or British or do you know? It was American. So in around that time, like especially the turn of the century, wasn't it widely wasn't female masturbation a widely used form of treatment, especially for That's hysteria? hysteria that's a really good question um
1: so it's all right if a doctor does it to you I think it is, like they said it's like teachers and nurses and and physicians are the ones that are there to kind of call if if someone's doing it okay but I don't know that whole that whole treating women's hysteria with making them orgasm um so many loopholes. <laughs> Mate, so it was a man back then. They-
0: it's terrible.
1: It's terrible. to stop the threat of them being put into a fucking psych ward. Like it's just crazy, crazy. Uh,
0: thank you so much for that. That was fun. That was yeah, it's fun. I, had fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. i love the whole book. Well, that is another episode. Uh, of <laughs> I think my fridge is haunted. Um, <laughs> next week I'm going to be delving into the paranormal again because it's been a little oh, while yeah. since I've done that. Well, two weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, thanks for listening in, guys. Um, and guys. you're you're the best. And yeah, cheers for, cheers for joining in our live stream again. We'll probably do another one. We haven't discussed next it yet. But we'll probably do another yeah. one. Anyway, till next week. All right. Be creepy, but don't be a creep. Woo!
1: The vitology, vi, vi, vit, vi, vitalogy. vitology,